Welcome back to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast, a show all about inspiring smart, busy women to put their happiness at the top of their to-do list. Join your host and life coach, Dion Thompson, as she chats with amazing women who have figured out how to make their happiness a priority, and more importantly, what it's really like to go from hot mess to awesomeness. And now, on with the show. Welcome everyone to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast. I am your host and life coach, Dion Thompson. And today I am here with Brooke, a brilliant woman and a friend of mine. And I'm very excited because this has been a long time coming. And now we are recording this in the summer, which my recordings were a little less in the summer. So this is kind of a gift for me to have this opportunity to share some space with Brooke. Brooke Sarazen of Kaleidoscope Art and Energy inspires, empowers, and supports humans in releasing what no longer serves their best interest and integrating new vibrations that align with the frequency of love. By reawakening to her own multidimensional attributes and clearing generational trauma through art, energy healing and embodiment practices, Brooke has come to the realization that when you know you are worthy, you can live a reality that reflects your heart's desire with faith that all is well. Yes, please. You can often find Brooke digging her hands in the dirt and clay, painting, collecting rocks, or enjoying the outdoors with her husband and young children. Oh my goodness, Brooke, please. Um, I also want to add to that beautiful description of you a little bit of a, how we met. And so we connected online through a group as it happens. And I feel like I say that a fair bit with a lot of my guests because tis the year of meeting people online in groups. And, but more importantly, there was a moment when I was like, Oh, I'm pretty sure this woman gets me. And you had shared in one of our conversations um, about your experience with uh, having a brain injury and the trauma that ensued around that and the life that is sort of unfolds as a result of that. And that really hit home for me um, in my personal experience. So my mother has suffered two massive brain injuries and one from when I was really little. And then when I was older and my life as a result was sort of this constant um, array of scattered things. And for most of my life, I didn't understand why, because nobody talked about the fact that she had a brain injury. So I really didn't understand or, or be able to wrap my brain around it uh, until my thirties. And when I was able to connect with you and we had these conversations about what it's like and what it's like for the people in our world. And I just felt so seen. (laughs) It felt so like, Oh, okay. There was a big release there. And then added to the, just this unbelievable power that is you, like we are like super, super far apart. And yet I felt such a connection and you really supported me and helped me through to release a lot of things that I, you know, didn't know I was, I could do that. And I just want to say thank you. And, um, even if like we stop now, I mean, I'm sure that there are people already going, Oh, I need to know this woman. Cause you do, you need to know this woman. Welcome, Thank my friend. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, I kind of sort of, in, 
wrapped it up a little bit, you know, we started with the where you are in this moment and the work that you're doing and the, the spiritual guidance that you're offering others and how um, you are sharing that wisdom with the world. And, you know, but that obviously having it being someone who's suffering from a brain injury and moving through life with that, um, I know that the road was not smooth, linear, easy, none of that. So Brooke, share with us a little bit about your journey and what got you from that space of trauma to where you are today. Okay. So in terms of the traumatic brain injury, that is what kickstarted my journey. And by my journey, I mean like really my spiritual awareness and the opening up of my consciousness mm. to the idea that energy is everything. Um, and with that, like, so is our body and our being, our mental body, our emotional body, our spiritual body, our physical body. It's all intertwined through this energy and these cells that we are. So I went through a series of four traumatic brain injuries and it wasn't until the last one that this, this awakening came. Um, so I really went into the depths of myself and I had to sort of rewire my brain mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm constantly doing that. That's a constant revision. Not that I necessarily need revision because I'm already whole. Um, but that gave me the grace and the opportunity to work on my own personal development. So these brain injuries like flipped my life entirely upside down. But what I wasn't expecting is July last year, my life got flipped in an even harder way. And I never thought that I would say that after suffering these brain injuries. Um, but my dad passed July of 2020. And when that happened, I was seven months pregnant with my son. Um, I had been taking him to all these doctor's appointments during COVID, the month leading up, and then that hit and everything sort of came to culmination for me. And I realized over this course of this last year that I had been living half outside of my body following these brain injuries. Um, and that's not the best place to be. <laughs> <laughs> all the joys in, in being inside the body and grounded to this earth. Right. Um, but then through the grieving process, um, I started actually allowing myself to feel my emotions. I allowed myself to feel the pain that still lingered from these head injuries and to really dive deeper into the trauma. Um, prior, I had been working on the trauma and working on you know, how the body stores it in the cellular memory. I had been working on clearing that, but I wasn't quite to this degree. Mm. Um, so when I started allowing these emotions to come forth, because you just sort of have to, when you start grieving, it's like these waves that just hit you and mm -hmm. you never know when the door is going to open for the next one. <laughs> you right. have no idea. You think you right. could be all right. And then bam, there it is. Right. But it's in allowing myself to feel these emotions that I started coming back into my body, mm. um, you know, and then coming back into this body was so uncomfortable. And that's why I lived out of it for so long. But when you're not in the body, you really don't have a whole lot to offer then out to the world. Right. Um, there are things, but it's not the degree that you can serve after you have landed back in. And once you actually really call yourself home there. So 
let's see, there's so many things I could say. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm curious because like you said, so you, there were four traumatic experiences. And so there was a longevity to your healing process. So what, I mean, did you start with sort of more Western approaches? Uh I'm going to guess that that's kind of where people end up. Um, Do you want to talk a little bit about how you moved through the different modalities and explored how to get to that space to get back into your body? Because as you know, I, I wouldn't say I'm even, I'm not new woo woo anymore, but I used to consider myself sort of nouveau woo woo. And, but I know that some of the listeners may be like, what does that mean? Get back in my body. Am I not already in my body? No, you're not. I can tell you that right now. So yeah. Walk us through a little bit about your experience moving through the different ways in which we heal. This is such a good question. And I thank you for asking it. (laughs) You've reeled me back in here. I get excited when I talk about these things and I could just go a million directions. So I did start with Western medicine, but at the time, Western medicine didn't really know what to do with people who had suffered from concussions. Mm -hmm. Um, So I had been working with, she called herself a concussion specialist, but I think that was maybe not the correct title for the time. And I got to the point of working with her in, okay, let's back up for a second. When I was born, (laughs) okay, I'm ready. Back up. (laughs) When I was working with this woman, I was in a state where I couldn't drive because I was too dizzy. I would get out of the car, even for, you know, a quick trip around the block, stand up, perhaps fall over or vomit. Um, I just couldn't, I could not handle that my hand-eye coordination was off. Mm. So then in turn, like my spatial awareness, and I kept just hitting my head over and over and over again because of this. Um, There are other symptoms that were going on as well. And I was in college, so it was a very difficult time. But this woman had worked with me for a few months and we would take little, like there was a score sheet and you would come in and you would evaluate your symptoms each day and give say this one's a four on a scale of one to 10 as to how much it's affecting me right now. Right. And I, I was over it. I was sick of being like a test subject and my numbers went lower and lower and lower and lower and lower, meaning that I was getting better, but I wasn't really getting entirely better. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got to this point where she said, Brooke, I don't know what to do for you anymore. You are going to live with these symptoms the rest of your life. And, you know, basically our work here is done. And even though I had sort of forged my way through those numbers, thinking that I wanted to get out of this, um, I took what she said and I realized like, no, absolutely not. There has to be another way. And if this isn't working, I will find it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I set that intention and I didn't seek out alternative care. It came to me. (laughs) And the way that it came to me is um, after I had a very significant week away from my normal surroundings. And during that, I had this awakening. And when I came back home, all of my intuition came forth about working with crystals. And I didn't know they were called crystals. I had no idea. I was just a rock lover. (laughs) Um, But people had been giving them to me for years and I didn't know why these little gems and minerals. And 
I started just intuitively laying them on my body. I could, I could put one in my hands and feel the vibration of these stones. Mm-hmm. It was like a pulsating and some pulsate faster than others. Some are slower. It's like they all have their own little heartbeat. And then in turn, when I was laying them on my body, I could feel that vibration mixed with my own vibration and my own being um, and then transform it. It's like, it was like, let's see, an upgrade in a sense. <laughs> Rook 2.0. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every single time I did it. Right. Um, and from there, I started exploring other connections, other people in the area that just sort of naturally I fell into mentorship through um, shamans and people who work with angels, um, all those woo-woo things, right? (laughs) (laughs) And it was just a catalyst from there. And I started growing very, very, very fast into what I do. And I attended a crystal healing class and found out, oh, hey, everything I'm doing is a real thing. And, and that just kept the, the love for it growing and the, the love for energy mm. because tying back to everything being energy. So can you tell us a little bit about like how your symptoms shifted? Because that's, you know, when having that one professional to tell you that this is where you're going to be. And obviously I'm going to guess through the crystals, you've noticed a shift. So what was that actual experience like sort of from the inside? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, each time I would go through these sessions or perform sessions on my own, my own awareness of the other side of the veil increased, mm-hmm. which helped a lot because then I started becoming aware of like a spirit team and helpers from the other side. I knew that I didn't have to go through the healing process alone anymore. Um, but what it felt like inside me is there would be this like almost purging moment I would get okay so you get on a massage table typically when you do a session like this an energy session and after I would I'd feel like almost on top of the world because I was just in bliss and I was in that vibration of love but then the couple days following it would be this period of release and I would be perhaps purging like mentally or emotionally like things might pop up for me that were buried that I didn't realize I shoved into my body, into that cellular memory as trauma for later. <laughs> um, so I'd go through that brief moment, you know, a couple of days or maybe even just an hour of like, you know, allowing myself to feel what I had gone through in the past at whatever depth I needed to, because, you know, you can only do what is in your highest interest at that time. So right. you're not necessarily always unpacking everything. It's like unpacking no. little bits and you feel, you feel that release. And then it's like your body gets lighter. Your right. mind gets lighter. You're, you're not as emotional following that stretch towards those things that you unpacked. I kind of look at that as like an onion, literally and figuratively, because literally it's, you're, you're probably going to cry. And like an onion does when you're starting to peel back those layers and then figuratively like that lightness that occurs and the, the sweetness that changes and all of the things, if you know anything about onions, but that's a, that's a whole other story, but I, I can appreciate that at an unconscious level, your, your higher self, your true knowing that sees all only brings in what 
it knows you can handle or what you need in this moment into your conscious awareness. So you're right. Like it does. Okay. This is ready to come up. This is ready to come up. Okay. So there's another, there's more space. There's, we we're moving things around. Okay. This can come up. So thank you for sharing that. And so I'm going to guess that the symptomology that would have been um, assessed by Western medicine, that was shifting for you as well. Yes. Yeah. I, so unfortunately, and I, you know, maybe I shouldn't say unfortunately, because this is part of my journey and that's what it is. But I wrote off Western medicine after that entirely mm. wrote it off. I just decided I wanted nothing to do with it. I went into my own like spiritual pod there <laughs> <laughs> um, and just wouldn't, wouldn't have anything of it. Um, but I did eventually start going to a chiropractor, which helped. And that was like a blending of Western and Eastern for me. Mm -hmm. Um, but it really wasn't until to circulate back around until my dad passed that I opened back up those doors to Western medicine. And, you know, now I'm glad because I realized that here I was this being for years who wanted to treat herself holistically and thought that she was, wasn't actually doing so because mm -hmm. I totally wrote off that Western medicine and right. that has value. It has a lot of value. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of wonkiness there, but there's so much value too. Right. So now though, now I'm back exploring it all. Right. <laughs> I do my energy work. I work with other practitioners, but I also go and I see a neurologist because I know that, you know, even just for my own peace of mind, I need to be able to look at those brain images and see everything's okay. Right. Mm -hmm. And see that, okay, well, yes, the physical is okay, which it's not, I still have some physical issues. I won't, they won't put that aside because it's there and it's right. real and authentic. Right. But most of them at this point, um, I can now know because I've looked at the physical brain through Western medicine that I need to just keep unpacking the trauma. And as I keep releasing this trauma, I will keep experiencing the shifting of symptoms like I have over the years. This right. has been now um, a seven year journey of healing myself. I had my first brain injury um, following, I was playing rugby, um, in 2012. And then the last one, the fourth one was in 2016. So since 2016, I've been working in this way through the energy work and whatnot to, wow. to land here. <laughs> so I'm curious because of course we don't live in bubbles of just healing your brain. You also have a life, you were, you know, you have children and, um, so, what was the experience like of healing and learning the, the sort of more deeper connections to spirit and how did that play out? Or what did you see evidence of in your like day-to-day -day family life? Okay. For, so for a long time, I was scared. I was mm. really scared because one, it was all new and it was unknown, but then two, like when this woke up, I started, I could see spirit um through my mind's eye and physically I could see like shapes and formations um I was living in a house that had a lot of spirit activity when I really started getting into this work <laughs> and I was so afraid I was even afraid of the dark <laughs> um but now now that my dad has passed I've released a lot of that fear I had slowly been releasing it anyway but I had been primarily working with angels. Um, they actually brought my husband and I together, which was neat. 
And that very beginning when I was awakening to the crystal healing through intuition again, I enrolled in a course about communicating with angels and there my husband was, and that was all I needed from that class. <laughs> and now I communicate with the angels daily. But for the longest time until this past year, I sort of stuck mainly to them. There were other spirits, but not, you know, I wasn't as comfortable with them. And now since my dad has passed, that totally opened my eyes and I've been experiencing things I never knew I could. Mm -hmm. And I really realized that like, yes, there is life after death, um, there is no death, really. It's just the human word here um, and the human process. That's a very human thing. Um, but I'm not as afraid anymore. And mm. now my connection is stronger. I communicate more directly. I communicate directly with whatever your definition of, say, sources or a God of your own knowing, like I have a God of my own knowing and my own creation, mm -hmm. and I could, I connect directly there, um, which is totally different because now that I can connect directly there, it's like, you don't have to wonder exactly who it is that's speaking to you. And if the intention from the other side is for your best interest. I feel like I'm not making 100% sense here. <laughs> well, it, it makes sense to me. And so what I'm, you know, it sounds like there was an evolution even in that spiritual knowing in that in those sort of early days, what you, you know, and we each grow in our own way through all things. And so we, there's almost like stepping stones and not to say that, you know, working with these spirits or that spirit, I mean, but I, I love how you've, for you, you are now making direct connection and that's what's making sense for you and that it's allowing you to expand your vision and um, sort of to, in, not to include more people, but to, if, you, if you're not watching, if you're just listening to this podcast, like my hands are like way out into the side, like you're like, it, it's bringing it all in. So I love that it's however I interpret what that means for me, that's something that as a guide and a support you can work with that, that, that to me, that's, that's the making sense part. I mean, I would go to a healer like yourself, not because I knew everything you knew, but because I don't know everything, you know, mm -hmm. and, and it's, it's part of that trusting relationship and that trusting of self and following my own intuition. And, you know, having been a, a non-believer skeptic, I don't know, like just conditioned, um, to not listen to my intuition, to not pay attention to, to that sense of knowing that I have for so long, um, you know, the, the growth that your clients would have to go through is a little bit different, but it's kind of along the same plane. Like we're all sort of growing in our own little way. And then we follow that intuition and then we are guided and we connect and th like, that's how I see what you've explained to me from my own personal perspective. Cause I have not, nor do I plan to have that same spiritual experience that you have had, but the one that I've experienced of getting to know myself and having a deeper connection within myself, I can sense that it has the same sort of process going from like this, my little tunnel vision of like, this is all that I know. And okay, I'm expanding my vision and I'm like getting a sense of things and it's, everything's growing. And all of a sudden I'm like, I can see behind myself now. Like, I just feel like there's so much more to that. So yes. I, I mean, I, I, I felt that connection there and I, so thank you for that. You're yes, welcome. It made sense. Yeah. Thanks for tying it all in together for me. And what you're saying there as a reflection of what I've been through is exactly what I help people that I work with through. Mm. Because 
you know, not everybody comes to me with the awareness and experience that I have had, but they have their own and they might not know exactly how to make sense of that. So for me, it's really about helping people realize that they have all of the answers within themselves and that healing is not about fixing because we're already whole. Mm -hmm. So that's what, you know, it's all about what fear can I release and how can I bring back in love? Mm -hmm. And how can I do this for myself on a daily basis, not just when I'm in an energy session? Right. So how exactly do you help your clients? Because I know there's some specific things that you do that are, um, well, to me, they're fascinating and they allow for um, like a tangible grounded experience for someone. Uh, I've had energy experiences where I feel like I don't know what's happening and I, I don't know if it happened and I don't, right? But when working with you, that even though at great distance, there was a connection there. And I know you offer actual like hands-on tangible services as well. So, yes. So um, I've shifted away a bit from my one-on-one sessions at this point. Although if I am contacted directly, I'm still open to exploring that. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now I'm really stepping more into my role as a teacher. Mm. So I'm, I'm about to teach my first integrated energy therapy certification course. Um, And integrated energy therapy in itself is really neat because it's all about like clearing the issues from your tissues. (laughs) 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 Um, And that is specifically with angelic frequency. But then my favorite thing is to combine my spiritual practices with my art. Mm. And so I host workshops Um, where I take people through a guided meditation and an energy healing all at the same time. And then I really help them surrender over perfectionism. Um, And then just please (laughs) (laughs) and just step into the flow and let whatever comes through you come through you um, and heal in that way, because then there's this physical grounding aspect to it. It's different than just lying on the table and having somebody hold space for you to feel these vibrations shifting. Um, It's really, it's a more, I don't want to say more personal because they're both personal, but it's a way that the person in my, my art workshops here can actually take what they're feeling and experiencing and put it into physical form Mm -hmm. and ground themselves back into their body. Like I was talking earlier, because when you're not in your body, you're trapped up here in the mind. And the mind is a scary place to be sometimes. Um, So that's what's really lighting me up these days is those art workshops and And, teaching. And you know that, I mean, obviously art speaks to me. And for me personally, on my journey, art was the foray into my own self-exploration. And I didn't even realize that's what was happening. But I, I knew that in order to even think about building the habit of putting myself first, which of course, many women I think can relate to that being sitting on the back burner uh, of their own lives. Um, I I just created a little space in my house to do like, you know, play with markers and crayons and stuff. And I started doing my own little art and I had a toddler and an infant. I'm like, these are mommy's Crayolas. You're not allowed to play with these. Um, And I did it without the knowledge, without the conscious knowledge of the impact that would have on me as a human and what that would do, but it gave me permission, number one, to be messy. Cause that was a big deal, you know, to battle that perfectionism. Cause it was, a, I was always about the product and what it taught me specifically was that, um, 
life is about a life is a process and it's about enjoying the process and the products will come and go and some you sell and some you don't, uh, some you don't show anybody and that's okay because they, but it's the process that you fall in love with. And, um, whether someone calls what they do art, we are born creative for that reason to remind us that life is about being in process and to do that, you need to be in your body. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 Okay. Brooke, I love you. I love what you do. I love how it's so far removed from what I was used to my whole life. And I love experiencing and learning more about how you do um, the work that you do, how you connect and how you see uh, the experience of living. It's, it's such a beautiful thing. And I am so grateful to have you in my world. Thank you for that. Mm, Thank you. Now, I always like to ask my guests because it, it, without fail, we drop a lot of wisdom in like a very short period of time. And so there's a lot of things for the listeners to process, but what is maybe one thing you would love for them to walk away with today? Okay. So I actually have two things. The first one, (laughs) (laughs) the first one is that the accuracy of your intuition is immeasurable. Mm. Nothing will ever trump your intuition and it will always be correct for you. So I just encourage you to follow that and to really step into your heart's calling and your heart's desire because the world needs you right now. Like it can't wait anymore. I mean, you look around and it's kind of a shit show. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's, it's just time to step up. And in regards to that, like it's more uncomfortable to allow yourself to sit in resistance for, you know, a day, a week a year, three years, however long it is, then it is to just take that leap of faith and truly embrace yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, the fear of fear. It's absolutely debilitating. And we can stay stuck with the, you know, the devil we know, instead of going with the devil, we don't, or whatever the analogy is. Um, and you're right at the, the joy and the, the gain always supersedes the perceived idea of pain. Um, so brilliant, brilliant. Thank you so much. <sighs> Now, is there, do you have anything going on? So you are doing uh, the teaching work. And so if someone wanted to connect with you, we're going to have all the links, but is there anything else happening in your world that we may want to add? Well, my next upcoming workshop for releasing perfectionism through art will be starting Mm -hmm. this January. Fantastic. Um, So definitely keep your eye out for that. And I know you'll have the link to offer as well. Yeah. Um, And then you know, it's summertime right now, August. Mm -hmm. So I have intentions to be complete with this project I'm working on by the time this episode is released. However, if I'm not, stay tuned because (laughs) sometimes you just got to surrender over your timeline, you know, to the higher power here. But I'm working on an Oracle deck that features Mm -hmm. all of my spirit art, this art that I have, you know, when I facilitate my connection to spirit, be that God's source, be that the angels, the Pleiadians, um, even just my own highest self. I take these images that I've created with them um, and I put them on to the card. And then I, from my own life lessons and my own experience here and the help of spirit, I have writings that go in a corresponding guidebook that are all centered around healing. Mm -hmm. So this would be a deck that you can use in your own daily life. You know, you can shuffle it up. You can say, what do I need to know the most right now? Mm -hmm. And you will get a 
a tool on the card because the card is going to tell you what you can implement into your daily life to bring forth the transformation that you desire. Amazing. I love everything about that. I do love me a good deck. So I'm excited for that. Thank you so much. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in. Be sure to connect with Brooke to learn more about the wonderful, wonderful work that she's doing. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the show. Join Dion again next week to learn more about what you can do to go from hot mess to awesomeness.